0: You are watching episode 75 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. After a brief hiatus, we're back so we find out what's going on with Dave because he's been standing in that pose this entire time. Why? Find out after the song plays. Also, we'll be talking a little bit, little bit of MLB, but mostly about the NFL because there are teams who did things and stuff. More on that on the other side of this intro. All right, we're back. I'm Carlos. That's Dave. What's going on, Dave?
1: Uh, I'm actually uh, super glued to the chair, and I've been calling for help for weeks, but uh, no one no one answers, Carlos.
0: Well, that's understandable. Like, pff, I certainly wouldn't answer. You You know, your family, like, they've known you long enough. You're better mm-hmm. off where you are.
1: But somehow I have a, you know, my, luckily enough, my, my uh, computer is plugged into the wall, so I can still do this.
0: Well, de- depending on some of the weeks I've seen your pictures, like, is it really plugged into the wall? Are we sure about that? Fair enough. Yeah, sometimes you're a black screen, sometimes you're pixelated, sometimes you're. Robots. I like to keep
1: people guessing, you know, keep keep keeps it interesting or something Indeed. like that.
0: Indeed, so what's going on?
1: Uh, you know what? I have I have ready for this. So I decided, in my infinite wisdom, mm. that I I think in October I was like I need I need something else to like do to maybe look forward to to kind of fill up time. So one of the things I do, uh, which I'm sure you, well, I know you've done, because we've talked about it, mm-hmm. not to necessarily the same people, is you have written letters to people mm-hmm. uh, asking for autographs.
0: In the past of them, yeah.
1: Right? Uh, Johnny Bauer being one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, which is legendary. So I decided that I was like, okay, I, I'd send a few off in the summer and nothing had really come back because you never know if anything's going to come back or especially with COVID stuff. If you're sending stuff to the States, you know. Uh, if it's ever going to come back, mm-hmm. if it ever made it there, if somehow it's being counted as a vote for Joe Biden, who knows?
0: It, better, right? well, it might be. That's probably part of the recount problem.
1: Right? I mean, it's very possible. So I decided I'm going to write some Canadian people. Uh, and you know I have a love of history and you know I have a love of politics. So, Carlos, are you ready for this? These two that I'm about to show you came this week. Joe Clark. I wish, buddy. I I, I, I just I just
0: thought I'd take a stab, a stab in the dark. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, he like,
1: the frozen look he has on his fa- on his face in this one. Uh, so that's so that, so that's Paul Martin. Yes, that's Paul yeah. Martin. Uh, but, the look, but the frozen look, but the frozen
0: look on his face, but the frozen look on his face was basically his entire time as prime minister. That was like it was like a live feed. That's actually a video that you're looking at from his time as prime minister.
1: It's, it's quite possible. I mean, it was a short-lived. Uh, you know uh premier uh prime ministerial i don't know how you say that i (laughs) I was gonna say prime ministership Uh, but i'll tell you well i'll tell you a story after this and i'll show you the other one i'll just Uh show you the one i actually have a personal photo which i don't wish to share of of me and so here's kathleen Wynne.
0: okay another tremendously popular individual yes
1: all right and i also i'm not going to show it online because it's just a piece of paper that says with compliments of the premier but i also have doug ford uh that did not come that came two weeks ago but the last, the Paul Martin and that one. But it's interesting because here's the thing. So in order to get, I, you know, well, let's put it this way. If you're a U.S. president, all U.S. presidents set up like an office, right? Yes. Of their like post-presidency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, to my knowledge, well, that is not a thing that Canadian prime ministers generally do. So Paul Martin did. And I wrote the the, the office is in Montreal. And that's what I got back. Now, Kathleen Wynne and Doug Ford are, are still uh, members of the provincial parliament in Ontario. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I sent that off to Queens Park, got stuff back that way. Right. Mm-hmm. I've also sent one to Trudeau. We'll see if, you know, if that ever comes back.
0: Well, I, I have it in good authority that when you get something back, you will get something back from Trudeau, but it will be a Johnny Bauer autograph.
1: It's also possible. Because
0: it, because even Trudeau has a lot of them. Like, or maybe it's
1: just, it's like a it selfie is. of him and some random person that just, he's just like, hey, remember that time we took this picture? I'm like, I'm not in that picture. But that what if, complete. but what if,
0: but what if you zoom in on the background and it turns out you were,
1: well, you, you know what, Actually, dun, dun, dun. Story, it's quite possible because I believe there have been a couple of instances where I believe one, I know for sure. Uh, the other one I, I don't know for sure, but possibly that I was in the same location at the same time as 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 Trudeau. So it is possible. Which is
0: which is which increases the likelihood of my conspiracy that no matter what selfie he sends you, if you look hard enough, where's Waldo style, you will find yourself in the background of the selfie. Which you know means Trudeau already knew what you look like. It's quite possible. That was the setup for that day. Shut up. <laughs> the moment the moment was there. Don't ruin the moment
1: i thought you were gonna save it you're gonna use that when we came we started talking about baseball so
0: no what i did actually is i gave everyone a false sense that i was gonna do it the first time but then i did it the second time
1: Uh, fair enough
0: you gotta fake them out a little bit fake them out a little bit you know uh
1: so yeah so anyway so the canadian like premier ex-premiers and and prime ministers don't set up off. So it's like, how do you find their address? If there's not like a specific place, like it's easy. I to... just
0: send it to whatever the closest Tim Hortons is.
1: Well, that's also quite possible. I uh, know, but I, I ended up sending a bunch of stuff to law offices. Cause that's where they are.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so Committing I haven't got...
0: after they commit crimes, please. Continue. Yeah.
1: So I haven't gotten anything back from any of those people, but I will keep you posted. Uh, but it's interesting nonetheless when, when this stuff actually arrives, it's kind of fun. So that's, that's, that's been a highlight of, uh, otherwise slightly uneventful
0: week. I gotta admit like i've never th- this this here this conversation is literally the problem with this country and with this world politicians are not celebrities i don't want an autograph from them the only time i want an autograph from one of these politicians if it's on a check you owe me some money you send the money you sign that i'll take that that's where i want your signature put it on a check otherwise i don't want your freaking signature
1: uh just for your record the going rate for that paul martin picture is about nine bucks
0: is that, like, is that because the 8x10 itself cost 10 and it got devalued by a dollar? Is <laughs> that what happened? Maybe. I see. I see. Well, I look forward to the uh, Trudeau selfie that you're hiding in the background right of. So I do can. too.
1: Yeah. I do too. I think that would be very exciting. Now, I'm going to be disappointed if that's not what I get.
0: Just saying. Think about it. But anyway, sounds good. So, uh, on my end, uh, we talked a little bit offline. Uh, I won't reveal all the gory details, but it's basically been buried in work, partially of my own volition because I am preparing. Winter is coming, but Carlos, winter already came. No, winter is coming.
1: In some so- cases, it's already here.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's this is like the other. This is like the uber winter. This is like the other other winter. So that's the one. I, that's the one I'm preparing for. This one is like, yeah, it's winter. No, no, no. Eh, 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 eh. Fair enough. yep So otherwise, otherwise though, things are pretty good. Um, been just uh, trying to at least around here right now. Uh. I got the under construction sign going because like it has been a reoccurring theme apparently my refrigerator decided to go in the fritz again so i've had to so i'm doing some repairs on it did so you I have the to under construction sign. you
1: have to like get the, the ice pick out and oh yeah a little way yep
0: yep there's a problem there's a serious problem there with the regulator inside of it um unfortunately i'm not going to go fix it right now so if the temporary solution is to de it, get the ice out do all that and then we'll do it one more time and then probably probably closer to the spring I'll play around with it. The good news is it was keeping things cold. It was just their ice was building up, yeah. and as I could see ice building up, I'm like, ah, I better get rid of this. You know, nip this in the bud right now and deal with it rather than have a problem later on.
1: Yeah, before it stops working and then. Yeah, it's a shame. But again, it's, the it's, good it's, news it's, is at your place you could just leave things in the living room and they would remain cold enough.
0: Dude, my uh, my cola right now. So I like my I like to have my Coke Zero. Um, the last I had some Coke Zero the other day, and I was and I was like, oh well, the refrigerator's not close and I'm like, do I really need it? I literally had it just sitting on the floor <laughs> and then I cut it open, grabbed one. and I'm like, that's cold enough. We're good. Yeah. I didn't need anything. I was like, oh, gotta God. love
1: the ambient chill that is omnipresent in your house.
0: I a related to the ice cream. Also did not melt? No, I didn't have ice cream, but I probably could have probably, I probably could have just. Saying. All right. Now I believe you had some questions for me related to the MOB. Just one yes, because sir. you know, as I follow,
1: as I follow the MOB, so M O B is crying poor. Uh, yes. Now they did lose what, like three, was it $3 billion they lost? Yeah. $6 billion they lost.
0: Something like that. It's, it's a It's billions of dollars.
1: Right. Okay. At least $3 billion. Sure.
0: Uh,
1: and you know, they played in similar circumstances, uh, not entirely similar uh, because I was going to say to the NBA or all sports leagues, but the NBA did have part of their season where they played in front of fans before the pandemic really hit. So there okay. is that point. Mm-hmm. But my question is, why is MLB not able to, you know, sign free agents or, you know, tender players or pay people what they've already agreed to, even though they have an option potentially, uh, you know, where it's really pissing off everybody and it possibly decimating the sport to the point where people are certain there's rumors floating around about certain teams like Philadelphia trading, I think Zach Miller, mm-hmm. uh, their second best pitcher because he makes too much money and they're in dire financial straits, whereas the NBA. Is like making it rain every day for every player. And, you know, if you're like some middling guy, somehow, you know, you're cashing in on this. Uh, even though there wasn't really a ton of free agents, you know, big name free agents. That's next year, really. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to go down. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of trades. There was a lot of it was just crazy. The NBA went nuts. Yep. Right. As we talked about on, on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. But the MLB is not it's going nuts in the other direction. Why yep. is that, Carlos?
0: Well, really, twofold. Like, uh, so normally the temptation is for me to make jokes, and I and I will, I will. Oh, believe me, please you know. do. We
1: we do enjoy them.
0: <laughs> but uh, but no, in this case, it's really straightforward. It's like MLB can't contradict its own narrative. They're not going to pay anybody and then can then cry poor in the same sentence or in the same paragraph. It would make no sense. So the I, the thing is, they got to sell off players. They got to do all these things. I think Major League Baseball is pretty much whether they want to admit it or not. They'll say, oh, we well, really don't want. That. They they want a labor stoppage now. They want basically Yeah, that's what matters. I'm wondering
1: if, if you think like how related to the potential, uh, what's the next year? Like they have one more year under the current contract before the CBA expires.
0: It's something in that category. I don't remember the exact timeline, but the truth is, I think they would rather just start it now. They would rather basically just force everybody into a situation where the players go on strike or the owners lock them out or do whatever. They basically want to push the action and do it. Now they want to redo the financial arrangement. The, the whole losing money thing is just a front to be like, and here's the thing. I believe that they lost some money, but they lost money relative to what they normally would have made. I don't think they actually went in. I don't think they actually went in the red because if they did, then they actually would have been better served to cancel the season right away. Like if it's, if it's really, it's not that hard to figure out the math. The, this is the operation cost. This is how much money we would make on TV by housing, hosting these games. How does the math add up? If yeah. I make more money running the games, we run the games. If I make less money running the games than not running the games, we don't run the games. They ran the games, so like I'm not sure how else to convey that. As far as the NBA is concerned, their television deal is a lot bigger, and Major League Baseball so thank you, its lucky stars that its deal is as big as it is right now. The thing Major League Baseball has going for it is that it's got content, and a lot of these networks want live sports content correct because they can sell advertising they can put eyeballs on it but major league baseball's done everything it can to make the product less attractive let's make it so people don't want to watch it kids are not that interested like you're setting yourself you've set you've been setting yourself up all the issues you're going to have going forward the groundwork was laid decades ago yeah. And you just kept on going, staying the course, staying the course, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Oh, we made record profits. Yes, you did. But you're riding on the wave of momentum. You're riding on inertia. You're riding on, uh, you know, what you've already done in the past. Your demographics are aging. They're getting older. Some of these folks are going to watch baseball no matter what until they die. And when they die, there will be no one to replace them. So you're going. your numbers are not going to go up over time. They're going to go down. The NBA skews skews younger and also has a better international presence. They have other revenue streams. If they successfully embrace the international uh, side of it enough, they could come to a day where if, you know what, the U.S. doesn't like a lot of the players protesting and doing all that, they could just have all their deals in Europe and in Asia and be like, okay, I guess we don't care about the United States anymore. Yeah, They'd rather have it all. But at the end of the day, there's more money out there than, than there's necessarily inside of the United States. Now, I believe they'll still have strong pockets that care about this sport because football is going to have its challenges going forward. It's still extremely popular. If the day comes that concussions become an issue and you get less good players down the pipeline, that's going to hurt that sport. And the owners keep making more and more money adjusting all these things. There is a limit. There is a point at which you can't squeeze any more blood out of this stone. The Super Bowl makes a lot of money. All this makes a lot of money. There There is a point at which you can't go any further, even if you want to. This year will be an interesting one we'll see how the rest of the season play because this nfl season has been weird the nfl will tell us how much money can be made where you have either limited fan attendance or no fan attendance because they've had a little bit of both depending on the venue depending on the location depending on the part of the country mm-hmm. and as the numbers have been spiking back up uh some of those places may go back to no fans and if they go back to no fans how does that affect the bottom line but the tvd is so big yes it matters but does it really matter
1: yeah. That's exactly. the question
0: I have. So like maybe maybe not, I don't know. There are so many revenue streams and so many ways that they can still make money that it's a thing. The NBA is the same that way. Hockey has its own issues and its own things as well, but they've got some revenue streams, but they have certainly have the smallest of the of the four major sports in terms of TV revenue presence. Yeah. But Major League Baseball may not stay in that spot forever. They've been fortunate. They're getting basically the WWE deal. WWE got uh, their biggest television contract deal ever. Even as their ratings start to have, have started to go down a lot from their from their previous highs, and those ratings continue to slide and continue to go down, but they're still on this contract, so they're getting to ride the wave of hundreds of millions of dollars for WB and for MLB, it's billions. So the question is, are those billions enough to offset the cost of not having fans in the stands? Right, that's the question. Yeah. And it becomes a math problem but realistically the owners are like okay if we force the players into this position and we can make them look bad and being greedy because fans are stupid and they'll back us billionaires over millionaire owner millionaire players um we'll somehow make ourselves the victim and if we can successfully do that we can we can basically pay them nothing
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah, like compared to the average person, it's a lot of money. But compared to what money they were generating for these teams, if the team is pro- if the team can pay hundred million dollars in payroll and be profitable, that means they're making more than hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, there's money there. It's available. What really you should be looking at is the percentage. If the players are making fifty percent, that means the owners are making the, the the teams are generating at least double. So that means there's plenty of money out there. So I don't care how much Mike Trout gets paid. Well, I do kind of care. It should be like 50 bucks. But the point is, for like the good players, they, how much money they, they get paid doesn't bother me. I don't care. It's technically not my money. Now, if I buy tickets and do all that, you can go, oh, it's my money. No, I'm still paying the money to the owner. The owner is paying the players. If yeah. nobody's in the stands, the owner still has to pay the player. That's why you don't pay the player salaries. You never did. But it's this weird fixation the fans get with it. I do think they're laying the groundwork for for a work stoppage of some kind because they're going to try to reset the rules of engagement. They would like to even skew it more in their favor. Yeah,
1: I th- I think you're gonna you're we're gonna wind up with a work stoppage at some point, no matter what.
0: And here's the thing: MLB should be scared of. I don't think most people will care. You know, I don't what? think it's really going to bother that people that much.
1: You're probably right.
0: We went we went the majority of the summer without any games. Did you notice? Did it matter?
1: You know what? To be honest with you, which, which is, this is, I mean, this is a weird thing and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why this is the case, but well, other than maybe hockey, but if, if the, of the sports that I watch, mm-hmm. right, uh, right. Baseball is the sport that I care about the most, okay. Eh? Mm-hmm. That right. it evokes the most passion and the most emotion in me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Eh? M- baseball was the sport I w- missed the least
0: mm-hmm.
1: watching. Which is weird, right? Because on one hand, you're like, "Hey, passion, emotion." I you think I, you would think that I would really miss that a lot, um, but honestly, until we got to the playoffs, I really didn't watch very much baseball this year.
0: I like I paid attention,
1: that. and I you know knew what who won with the Jays, who won with the Dodgers. I followed both teams, but and I listened to it a bit here and there on the radio, but I didn't watch a lot, and I really didn't listen to it as much as I normally do anyway, either.
0: Yep. So you are experiencing the train that I've been on for about a decade. They've made it very difficult to watch. It's not fun to watch. Or when I'm watching it, I'll have it on the screen while I'm doing other things. It doesn't have my undivided attention until we get to the playoffs. Yeah. Because the playoff baseball adds a little extra layer of tension and intensity that I can still appreciate and enjoy. And I've said it before on this podcast and I've said it before live for people and talking to different conversations. I am. I love the game of baseball. I do not love Major League Baseball. Yeah. And that gap has grown over the years and they've made it very difficult to even enjoy watching the Major League Baseball product because it's not a good product and it's not because there aren't great players. I still enjoy watching some players. You know, I've said I've waxed poetic on this podcast about Juan Soto and those guys. I still enjoy great players doing great things, but a lot of these games are a slug. It's very difficult for me to get enthusiastic about watching a mid-season, a mid-season or middle-of-the-week game between two teams I don't really care that much about when the actual product is terrible. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to watch this game without a million commercial interruptions. I would pay extra to see it without commercial interruption, but I don't have that option. I have to sit there and endure these ridiculous breaks and it's like, why don't you actually play the game? Can I watch you play the game? That would be wonderful. That's really what I'm looking for. I would like to actually see the game being played because then I get what I want. In the playoffs, I'm willing to be a little more tolerant of it because at least the tension and the stakes add a little something to it that give me a little extra.
1: Exactly, yeah, for sure. That's what I
0: want. Otherwise, then you need to streamline this. You need to give me a, a cleaner version of this game that allows me to get to the point a little bit more, and then you can hold my attention a little longer because as soon as you hit commercial break, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll look at my phone. And you know what? If I'm still looking at my phone when we come back from commercial break, so be it. Every opportunity you give me to stop watching your thing is an opportunity for me to find something else more interesting happening somewhere else. Now, now, how does that
1: compare for you to, say, uh, being at a game? Say Major League, Major League, but being at a game.
0: Major League right now, there is almost no distinction between being at a game and watching on TV. If be, it, The TV experience is actually better than being at a game a bunch of times now. Because, you know what? The fans around us are morons. So it's like, you know what? Actually, I get the addition of having to wait to get inside, having expensive concessions, having paid to sit here to watch commercials inside the stadium. Yeah. I'm like, this is trash. And you know what? If I'm watching it on TV, at least I can have it on my big screen. I get a good view. I can see everything that's going on. And you know what else? If I want a beer, I don't need to wait in line. I can go to my refrigerator. Now, if my refrigerator worked, I could do it. But right now, not so much. Right now I do it in my mini fridge, but still the point is the same. Correct. Yeah. So that's the problem is that as soon as television becomes a better experience, because you know what, I guess, I guess if I'm going to watch the game and I have to endure these commercial breaks and I'm in my house, then at least I get to sit in my chair. I get to sit in my couch. I can watch it. I can go get my beer. I can go get a snack. I have all the things and all the provisions that I require. And in addition to that, you know what? I got a PBR. Maybe I pause it and fast forward through the commercials. I can do that. Like there, maybe I let, maybe I wait until the third or fourth inning to tune in, start watching the game from the beginning and fast forward through it. So hopefully I can minimize the amount of interruption. The and you pretty much I, end at the same time. And I, the point is I don't want to see these interruptions. I don't want these delays. I want to get to the actual game being played and that hinders my viewing experience. And now when I'm in the stadium, I get almost the exact same thing, but I get the benefit of paying more for it.
1: Now, what about, what about like a, what about like nfl though right which takes basically i mean maybe not an average i don't i don't want to average them out, but you know an nfl game can take over three hours from the start of the broadcast to the end of the broadcast and mm-hmm. quite, quite often does right and same with a major league baseball game so mm-hmm. what, what's different between the two for you
0: well the difference is that you um with the nfl product you have you actually if you really look what an nfl game is it's these spurts of activity now in baseball theoretically it's the same thing but you can move around a little bit in terms of how you do, you're still going to do commercial breaks and all that, but there's usually a little bit cleaner ebb and flows on when you do it. There's a little bit of that. And when you're watching the football game, you do have, like I said, the, the physicality element of it, to be honest, the breaks actually make more sense in football because you need to give these players a moment to reset. Mm -hmm. You could try to just consistent. You could try the soccer running the play clock, you could try being like, all right, guys, get on the line. Imagine running the two-minute drill for the entire game. Yeah. By, like, the third quarter, the players are crawling on the ground, crawling back because they're getting walloped on play after play. The structure of the game and the fundamental basics of the game mean that I'll get – you know what? Maybe this commercial break is a good chance for you to get a breather. Catch your breath. Recover for a moment because you just took a hellacious hit. Let me give you a minute to re- to reset and relax. Baseball doesn't require that. It doesn't require you don't you could keep going the players in the in the uh, in the early 1900s and even into the 50s. You could run a nine inning baseball game in two hours or faster. Yeah. So it means it can be done. Are you trying to tell me that these superior conditioned athletes struggle to get a game in under two hours? It's impossible. No, it's not. We put breaks in it. You try to do that with a football game. You try to intentionally finish a football game faster is because you're you're now killing these players. (laughs) You're trying to kill them. Fair enough. There's a big difference. So when you're watching the game and you're seeing the players, you know, breathe deep, and they they're taking advantage of that break. That Absolutely. Break, they, so they're actually using it for. It's like in hockey. They they the shift lasts 45 seconds or 30 seconds because the player is going all out. But then as soon as that's done, they're like, "Hold on, give me a breath, give me a second.
1: Yeah.
0: Hold on, because I'm working hard here. <laughs> give me a second. So that little break as well gives those guys a breather. That's part of it too. So at least that makes sense. I can see that it actually benefits them to have a little breather for those sports not for baseball you guys should be able to do this and keep going it shouldn't be a problem for you yeah so that would be the way i would differentiate these sports all right cool make sense
1: Uh, yeah so let's uh can i can i make a transition into football because i have a point that i would like to transition with he
0: has a point that he wants to make what do you got
1: all right so i can't remember how long this ago i this was around the nfl draft Mm-hmm. All right. Like, the, and, and so you had sent me a video as one of your, you know, Hey, watch this. And I actually watched this one. And
0: oh it was God. a Philadelphia
1: Eagles fan who does a podcast. I can't remember his name. I, I would like to give him the shout out. So if you remember his name, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, And he's got a beer and he's talking about his beer and, you know, giving the plug for the beer. And then he's like, okay, I'm not going to rant. And then obviously proceeds to rant for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes about how much of a stupid idea it was for the Philadelphia Eagles to draft Jalen hurts. Hmm right? And I'm thinking to myself like I don't think that that draft choice was the cause of, you know, Wentz being so garbage this year. But I'm wonder I want to know what that guy how how that guy feels now. Does he is he still so angry about the draft uh in addition to how crappy his team has been this year and you know or or does he somehow blame everything on that decision? I want to know where that guy stands because the Philadelphia Eagles are garbage, right? The giants are five and seven right now, and they're probably going to win the division. And you know what? They may not have to win another game to do it. Mm -hmm. The NFC East is trash. Carlos, absolute garbage.
0: Mm -hmm. It's glorious. So good.
1: do you remember that video? Do you remember that? Right? I do.
0: I do remember it. I do remember it. I'm trying to like, I was trying to see if I could figure it out here. I feel like maybe. Well, this one looks like it could be one. Like you did I, send I me, you
1: did send it to me. So it's probably maybe in Facebook Messenger.
0: Oh God, but that's I, I don't think I can. I can. I probably can, but it would take me a while to scroll back that long. Mm, uh, but, I'll see if I can figure it out. I, I anyway. know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So there's there's my uh, there. But you know, do you want to talk about the Jets and, and of today's game and and speak of how how Jetsian uh, what they did is because so, you so I know you have it gives you so much joy. <laughs>
0: It was so good. It was so Jets. So the uh, so by the time you watch this, the games will, always, will obviously already be done. But, or listen. Or listen. Yeah, or listen. You got to watch. You know, listening, you're missing out. But anyway, uh, the reality of it was that when you go in and you were watching this Jets game, if you tuned in partway through, which, you know, I didn't watch the whole game, but I was watching the later portion of it, and the Jets were ahead. They were ahead 28-24. to Which is and, surprising enough
1: in itself. No compared- doubt
0: No doubt, no question. But the thing is, as they went forward and went forward and went forward, the it looked like, all right, they done what they needed to do. I was watching and I was like, okay, okay, good job, guys, good job. But now, but now, but now they go in and they've got the they've got the Raiders dead to rights. All they gotta do is basically this is the only time, and I was saying to Dave, the only time, guys. it's time to prevent defense. The only thing you don't want to do is get beat over the top. That's it. Just keep yep. them out of the end zone. There are five seconds left. Leave this be. End the game. That's it. They, you can let them have anything underneath. They catch the ball. They won't be able to spike now, it fast. Now,
1: can you – should you – before you finish the story, can you mention to the audience uh, how much you hate pre defense?
0: Well, I, I, I've talked about it. I've talked about it on this on this podcast but prevent defense is literally the dumbest thing in the world i've watched the packers use it to no effect whatsoever for years it's glorious but the thing is it's it, it's getting that conservative generally makes no sense with five seconds left with a four-point lead where the other team has to go halfway down the field
1: and I they have to score a touchdown
0: and they have to score a touchdown i can justify it when there's two minutes left and you start going to prevent defense and allow them to dink and dunk their way all the way down the field because you leave all these swaths of, of the underneath open, that's idiocy. And with a team with no timeouts and no ability to stop a clock, that's idiocy. Or, or sorry, a team with no timeouts, you're again in a position where you just let it, let the play underneath happen, let the ball, let the play get completed, and then you're suddenly in that position there's nothing they can do to stop you Mm -hmm. because they complete it and it doesn't matter. It does not matter at that stage.
1: There's not enough time left to, to to get the ball in the end zone. If you're giving them underneath,
0: that is right. There's only literally one play left realistically. And as long as, as long as they complete that pass or run the ball or do whatever, and it doesn't result in a touchdown, you win. So of course the Jets didn't do this. They let the they let the wide receiver go and actually fi- and actually create separation yep. and-, and man
1: coverage because they blitzed absolutely.
0: And then Carr literally throws it over the top. A beautiful a beautiful little a nice leg. guy.
1: Give Derek Carr credit. It was a very nicely thrown ball.
0: It was a nicely thrown ball that landed nicely, softly into the hands of the receiver who had created separation, who just waltzes into the end zone. I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> What
1: else can you do though, right? I probably would have been laughing too if I'd seen it live.
0: It it was magnificent, and even on the replay, it was still funny. It was still very funny.
1: Well, you know, and apparently, I I was—I can't remember the name of the player, but some of the defensive players have spoken out one right about why they that they thought the blitz was a bad call, which it was. But here's the thing, man. At this point, how have they not fired Adam Gase? Like that guy is not a good coach.
0: Oh, my God, dude.
1: And Um, and hold on a second. Because here's the thing, right? Right now, and this is hard to do, the New York Jets, or J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are making the Detroit Lions look like a model franchise. Why? Because, now, granted, both teams have stuck with something way too long, seeing that it's not working, and the thing they've been trying to fix, the coach is not fixing. All right? But Detroit right, eventually realized, you know what, this is too toxic, and they fired Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Now, they pretty much know, hey, we're not going anywhere, right? They know that. But, in you know what I mean? The culture change has obviously been immediate to some degree, uh, and, and Detroit won today. I mean, they've played better since they fired Matt Patricia because, you know what, the players are a lot happier. Now, I, I, I sometimes I don't like the way these things go down, uh, with coaches and players and, and how sometimes players just stop playing and, and whatnot. But from everything I've heard and I've read about Matt, Patricia and the way he coached Detroit lions, it was long time due.
0: Well, Matt, right? Patricia, the thing is, so let me add one piece of context mm-hmm. to in my opinion, the problem with Matt Patricia is that he basically tried to be bill Belichick without the credibility.
1: Yeah. Bill Belichick,
0: ha- Bill Belichick has the cachet to pull some of the shit that Matt Patricia was trying to pull with his players, with the team, with the franchise but it didn't have the cachet. And this has always been the great what if of uh, of professional sports, especially for new England. People talk about like, it was always, Oh, this is a fate to complete. This is the way it was going to be. No, there's a hundred ways. This Patriot dynasty thing could have never happened because they managed to win. And they, you know, the, the Brady, uh, the Brady truthers are going to say, Oh, because Tom Brady got in there. No, he was a, he was a passenger on the bus for the first couple of years. Also remember them? this
1: too. Currently, as we are recording, only one win separates the Patriots and the Bucs currently.
0: Yeah, that's right. But the thing is that um the the I believe Bill Belichick. I've read his biography. I'm am I the biggest fan of the Patriots? I am not a fan of the Patriots in the slightest. Am I a big believer in Tom Brady? Absolutely not. He is the faux goat. But but was he an efficient player? Yes. Do I give him credit? Here there is one category which Tom Brady is, in fact, the undisputed goat. There is one category which I will give it to him. Anybody who asks me, I will fight them. I will agree, I will take this to the death. He is the Undisputed Goat in one category, in one category only. Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, individual championships?
0: No. Because that's a team thing. But no, there is an actual category in which he is, in fact, the Undisputed Goat.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I, I. I could take many guesses, but I don't know. So please tell me, Carlos.
0: Here it is. He is the GOAT at taking what is honestly mediocre talent and absolutely squeezing every last drop out of it. There are so many people who never come close to their ceiling, who have tremendous talent, but he is a guy who has hit his ceiling. He's bounced his head off his ceiling, bounced back down, but he bounced his head off of it. He got as close as anybody could to absolutely maximizing their ability. He squeezed every last ounce out of it. He has not gotten cheated out of his potential. Does that mean he's an all-time great? Statistically, he is. Does that mean on talent he's an all-time great? No, he's not. Not even close. But if I give you a guy who is an 85 out of 100, who maximizes and gets 85, that's still better than a guy who is 100 in capability and potential, who who lack, who is lackadaisical for their whole career and maybe tops out at 83, 84. Mm-hmm. That 85 guy beat him why yep. because they worked harder. They used everything. They had their potential was lower, but they maxed it out Yeah, Brady maxed it out.
1: You absolutely have to give maxed him credit out. in that area.
0: Yeah, it's like in that area I don't think he could have done any better than he did There is no way he could have done any better because the same way that some of the Brady like fans in New England would be like Oh, we could have won more super. You also could have lost all of them Like you were that close to losing all of them. Mm-hmm So, the reality is, this could not have gone pretty much any better than it did. Uh As a coach, Bill Belichick to me is a goat because I think, I don't think he absolutely maxed out his potential, but he pretty close to maxed out his potential. But his ceiling was so high. But here's the interesting thing about that he also got lucky in the sense that he found the perfect owner who was able to work. So, people forget. To me, it's a three headed monster. Belichick was a key cog in this. Brady was the right quarterback to work with what Belichick wanted to do for a long time. And the owner, Robert Kraft, when he wasn't getting, you know, special treatment at spas, allegedly, when he wasn't doing that, he was the exact right owner, though, for Bill Belichick, because in a lot of organizations, Bill Belichick would have been fired before he ever got the chance to fully implement his program. And once he did, he had success. Because the people who try to knock the guy, they go like, oh, you know, he sucked in Cleveland. Everyone sucks in Cleveland! It's fair. It's the Cleveland Browns. Jesus Christ could come down and maybe he'd be nine and seven. And we'd get fired. And we'd get fired. Several years
1: ago, Cleveland was 10 and six and missed the playoffs.
0: Correct. But the point is that, like, it doesn't matter. There's only so much you can do. Cleveland is not the situation. I'm not going to penalize him for Cleveland. (laughs) And and Cleveland Cleveland. almost
1: Cleveland today, too.
0: Correct. So it's like you have to factor in everything. And also, like at the end of the day, Cleveland went on to leave, became Baltimore,
1: and won a Super Bowl.
0: So, timing is everything. Timing is everything in now, Baltimore. And,
1: and granted, I, what was there? When was their last season? Ninety-five was their last season in uh...
0: ninety-five. I think ninety-five is right. It might so basically,
1: 96. basically, you know, it took them moving and then less than a decade to win a Super Bowl championship. Yep. And they have two now, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. And the thing is, it's like, what's the difference? Well, the difference is they were operating much smarter when they got to Baltimore. They got the right people in place, made it work, figured it out. Well, it's a time and a place thing because the thing is, when you look at the success that New England has had, don't forget, Bill Belichick also buys the groceries. He's basically Mm -hmm. the general manager. So if you like what you saw there, Tom Brady cannot do it by himself. He never could. They built the right pieces. They built the right combination. Part of that is a good line. Who's in charge of that? That's Belichick. Tom Brady doesn't get to make personnel decisions. That's part of the pace, too. Unless
1: he's, you know, in Tampa Bay and they get Antonio Brown.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, and that's working out great so far. But the the thing is that when it comes to, though, the owner is also part of this deal. You have to have the right owner. You get a Jerry Jones in there who wants to interfere in what you're doing, you got a problem. Mm -hmm. Robert Kraft was, once they got to a certain point, and again, he was lucky. His timing was right. Because Robert Kraft could have abandoned ship early and then you wouldn't have any of this. You would not have it. In the end, he decided to stay the course. He made a decision. That decision was crucial because he stayed the course. Belichick was allowed enough time to do what he wanted to do. Brady was the right guy to do what he wanted him to do, and he followed instructions very well for the early part of his career, and they got three Super Bowls out of that. Here's where that comes into play for the Patricia thing. Because they had that, that bought Bill Belichick years to rebuild, retool, and do this again because they didn't win another Super Bowl for a decade they didn't but he already had three Super Bowl rings with that franchise and five in total so he had bought the credibility required to give him time just to, to reload and try again in 2007 they came close so the fact they got to another Super Bowl it bought him more time to rebuild mm-hmm. and try again and then you know through the power of medical science and you know the TB12 method medical science you know, Tom Brady was able to find a resurrection late in his career where suddenly he could win Super Bowls again. He did get lucky. Atlanta basically gave him one. But the point is that through luck.
1: Basically, I pre- they basically it was a silver platter. It was like, here we go. We yeah. decided we don't want to win.
0: Well, I, did I ever tell you the marathon analogy? I don't think so. Okay. My favorite thing about that uh, Atlanta Super Bowl. I was thinking about it in the time after, and I've decided this is my favorite analogy. The That Super Bowl was basically like two marathon runners starting off. And one marathon runner getting off to a big lead. This Atlanta, mm-hmm. so Atlanta is literally, and a, and a marathon is like twenty-one miles or twenty-four miles or something like that. I can't it's like, remember. It's, it's 20, forty. Miles. It's
1: forty-two kilometers. I think is
0: yeah. what it is. Yeah, so but it's 20-odd 20, 20 20 odd odd miles. miles. Yeah. It's 20-odd miles. Yeah. So it's like it's like Atlanta's running, and they're running an absolutely perfect race. They're doing wonderful. They're doing great, and then they get to like the twenty-mile mark or whatever, whatever where the the finish line is five hundred meters in front of them. Okay, it's literally right there. You can see it. It's right there. And then they have a brain aneurysm and drop dead. Just have a brain aneurysm and drop dead. And the other runner, in this case, Tom Brady and the Patriots, are so far behind that by the time they get there to catch up and pass them to finish the race, all that's left is the chalk line. The body's been taken away. That's how far ahead they were. And they had to have a brain aneurysm and drop dead. And that was the only reason that the Patriots were able to win that Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. That's That's, fair. That's the analogy. That's an analogy, man
0: it's right there it's like the body's being dragged away it's like we did it we won the race it's like he's dead he's dead he could have rolled to the finish line so good 28 to 3. 28 to
1: 3.
0: but that's the thing though is that it's as much luck and circumstances as anything else it's not just one factor every every championship team has that happen they get this lucky break And I've used this analogy before in other things like when I was thinking about playing like if you're going to play in a poker tournament, here's the thing, even if you're a good player, even if you're a mediocre player, even if you're a bad player, if you win a tournament, it doesn't matter how well you play. There's going to be about if it's a longer term, if it's a short tournament, it'll be like two or three. If it's a longer tournament, it'll be like a dozen times over the course of days Mm -hmm. where you will have a hand where something happens and you're behind and you get lucky and catch up. And if those coin flips go your way. You win, and you could play hundreds of hands over that time, but it's those half dozen to dozen critical hands that just so happen to go your way that day that gave you the victory. You may not remember them, but then later on, if you go and look at it, it's like, oh, if I had lost that, hit, if I had lost that coin toss hand, mm-hmm. I didn't. I made a mistake. I actually misplayed this hand, and it worked out in my favor, and I eliminated this person. If that hadn't gone my way, I'd have been in dire straits. Yeah, or I'd have been eliminated from the tournament. Absolutely. And you go on to win. Those are the mo- those are the ones. That Atlanta game had tons of those moments. If one more thing had gone Atlanta's way, one more lucky bounce, one more thing, they would have won. <laughs> it didn't matter what the Patriots did. Didn't matter what Tom Brady did. It was irrelevant. But it didn't happen. It went the Patriots' way. And once it started to go their way, it started to avalanche down the down. Absolutely did. And that's and that's and that's the way it works. Atlanta still hasn't recovered.
1: No, I mean, in you know. Some wonky stuff to try to do today, but
0: uh how do you like that for an entire segue we got off of this the Jets game?
1: It's great. I know we just went on and so long story short, uh fire Adam Gaze.
0: Yeah, so one more thing I'll say though about that is that um I'll send you a link to it. Uh I've got my favorite YouTube channel uh right now, currently. It's the salty jets guys. <laughs> and they they even do a stick now where sometimes one of them will will dress up with like a horse head, you know, the horse head thing? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and he'll pretend to be Adam Gase. So the other guy is interviewing Adam Gase and just they're doing all the Adam Gase-isms from his press conferences and like literally not giving any useful answers. But they literally do that interview. They, they get they get a lot of viewers in that live stream now because there's a bunch of salty Jets fans that are like, you know what? This is the thing I need. I need you guys just railing on this garbage team so we can all have this moment.
1: You need the catharsis, right?
0: Correct. And I did find the rant. It took me a while. I had to scroll.
1: Period. So did. what's the guy's name?
0: All right. That was from back in April, twenty twenty. So that's a big callback by you. Okay, so it was a uh, it was from Run It Back Philly, and the video is called "Ranting About the Eagles Drafting Jalen Hurts in the Second Round of the NFL Draft." It is eight minutes and thirty three seconds. It's not too bad. I'm assuming this is the one we're talking about because it fits all the criteria. And I said, I, I, "Yeah," so I, I believe this is the one. Yeah, I, because I put underneath here. This has nothing to do with me and YouTube randomly recommended it. I nonetheless appreciated it. This is a proper rant with shot at Booger, in, Booger included.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That was the one. Yep. That so was that, the one, man.
0: So there you go. Run it back, Philly. You can look that up on YouTube. It'll be from around April.
1: Yeah. I'm going to check it out and see if he's got any more because I, I would love to know what he hears about now, especially since Jalen Hurts got in the game today. Mm-hmm. And quite possibly may start against the Saints next week.
0: Yeah, that team's a disaster. The Eagles, I don't get them. But that, t- that like, to your point, that entire division is garbage. Actual, true trash. Yes. It is impressive.
1: Like, on levels, on levels, well, I don't know, like, I mean, the NFC West, if you remember, I think it was the, the Beastquake game, right? When they beat the Saints. Okay. Right? When Seattle was seven and nine. Yep. And they won the division. Okay. uh, And hosted. That game was garbage. Like, that division was garbage that year. But I feel, and maybe it's recency bias, I don't know. But, I feel like this may be the crappiest, like top to bottom division ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair.
1: You know, it's like it's like basically I don't know what deck. I think it was I want to say it was like 2013, maybe, maybe 2000, maybe it was 2011. I don't know, but basically that they're, they're like <laughs> they're like this NFC East is like NFC West from you know back then. Hold my beer.
0: Yeah, and I will say this uh, this week, so let's talk about a couple of these other games because there's some other good stuff in there. Can we um, can we
1: please talk about uh, how the Youngo King has not played? Because yeah, I, I, I have something I want to say about the Youngo King.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an abomination that he hasn't played. Fine, we will. But before we do, let, let's, let's take a moment and talk about the team that is on your shirt. Let's talk about them, Saints.
1: All right. All right, well, what you- so
0: first, congratulations to Jason Hill for throwing over 100 yards. That was awesome. Threw, and his
1: first uh, NFL touchdown.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes! It was glorious. As a
1: starter, I think he's thrown. I don't know if he's or maybe his first start, no, or maybe his first start ever. I don't know, but he threw he threw two touchdowns today.
0: He did indeed, and they managed to barely hold off the uh, the incredible Atlanta Falcons. But they got to ten and two and have locked up a playoff berth. So that's first thing. team in
1: the NFL to officially lock up a playoff berth.
0: Yeah, which tells me this year this, these teams <laughs> trash like the, you know what the whole league is trash. Well, you're, how, you're what does that tell trash. you though? Pittsburgh hasn't
1: lost a game right and and yet somehow they haven't locked up a playoff
0: berth yet what like i said this whole thing is trash none of it makes any sense but
1: yeah no no, nothing makes sense
0: no no absolutely not but i was like i was like okay so i i I will i will give credit at the very least um the good news here is that um hills passing yards did basic did um did almost triple his rushing yards he had 83 rushing yards uh he was second in the team to camaro in rushing so that's the thing i guess that is a thing yeah that's uh uh uh-huh. yeah okay interesting um so that was kind of an interesting game i did catch piece, piece bits and pieces of that the other one that i thought was interesting is i i very much enjoyed i enjoyed it so i wanted to make sure i at least addressed it i love how new england beat the chargers 45 nothing 45 nothing okay Yep, impressive right okay very do you want to guess okay <clears throat> Let, let's have a little fun i'm gonna do two things okay number one i want you to guess jared stidham got in the game cam noon started the game but jared stidham got in for some late action in the game late all right i'm gonna give you an over under of 20 and a half uh, yards do you think that cam Newton was over or under 20 and a half yards in passing yards of Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham threw three passes.
1: I would, I would say over, but it sounds like you're going to tell me it's under.
0: Jared Stidham was two of three for 61 yards and one touchdown. Cam Newton was 12 of 19 for 69 yards. And one touchdown. Wow! Camden threw for less yards than Taysom Hill ran, (laughs) and they won forty-five nothing.
1: That's I mean that that's the defense has come up huge.
0: Damien Harris rushed for eighty in that game for New England. (laughs) He outrushed both the quarterbacks passing. (laughs) (sighs) So good. Brutal. The the good news is that Cam Newton rushed for two touchdowns. So that's a thing. (coughs) I'm dying. It's too good.
1: I I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know what to say.
0: Would you have even thought it was conceivable that I could have given you a stat like that? No,
1: but you know, it's the NFL in 2020. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's the thing. The saints tried to give the game away today. They're worried about that's the think I want to go back to that for a second before we go into this like a suddenly impressive uh New England Patriots defense. That one of the reasons that they were, I think, you know, people are, the knock on Jameis Winston is he turns the ball over too much, which he does. Mm-hmm. And apparently has done so since college. I mean, that's not apparently, you know, a new thing. Uh Taysom Hill has turned the ball over in every start. Yep. Right. And today, almost cost him. Right, the man's been like a fumble machine, he hasn't been throwing interceptions, uh, you know. So it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, we already got young goat king, right? He he throws the interceptions, he's the 30 30 guy, but Taysom Hill he fumbles, right? So there you go, you got both sides of the coin there. Quarterback hashtag quarterback turnovers,
0: justice for the young goat king.
1: I thought he was gonna get in the game today, honestly, the way things were going at the beginning, I was like. Youngo King is getting in this game, but then uh, then he didn't.
0: I agree, I agree.
1: And I, it was it was disappointing. So uh, what uh, is what is not I mean, disappointing is the uh, the New England Patriots defense. Man, forty five nothing. That is is a beatdown of every proportions. But right, so you're thinking, oh man, the stats must be off the charts, and then it's Cam Newton, uh, sixty nine yards passing, right? Like sixty nine yards passing. Just so you know, that's that's less yards. Than uh, then Taysom Hill threw against Denver last week, where he threw seventy eight yards passing.
0: But like I said, that's also less yards than Taysom Hill rushed.
1: Yeah, but I mean, less yards than he rushed. But but, but that's that's one hundred and thirty yards total. Like, yes, I'm aware. And and it's not like their rushing was off the charts either, right? They had as a team they had over hundred yards rushing. It,
0: it was it was a bunch of special team stuff. It was a bunch of special team stuff. It just made me laugh. I was just like, okay. On a, on a related note another another quarterback that out threw Cam Newton uh, Colt McCoy.
1: oh sorry can I can I just before we get there? Go I just ahead. want to put the stat out because I I, I I like this stat all right So first of all the the punt returner's name for the New England Patriots is Gunnar Olzeski or Orzuwski okay you know Gunner Polish last name. Uh, so I apologize for butchering that to any Polish listeners out there. okay he had three punt returns for the entire game. Yeah. 145 yards of punt returns, yeah. 48.3 average, and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I was going to say one of those is a touchdown. Yeah.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty damn impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that helped in the 45 nothing.
1: Yeah, that that's wow. That is Gunner, you the man.
0: Well, I think I think the thing is that the the basically this Patriots game was basically like this is uh, we're going to use everything else we have.
1: <laughs> like- maybe maybe that's the recipe for success. Who knows. I doubt it can be repeated, but, you know, you do have the uh, evil genius Bill Belichick in charge.
0: Nothing would give me greater joy than if somehow the New England Patriots make the playoffs with, like, okay, so our plan is we're going to throw each of our quarterbacks, they're going to throw for less than 100 yards. And we're just going to play, we'll do this on defense and special teams. So we're off of this, and John is like, wait. You're going to do this just on defense and specialties. What about offense? There's three things. Boom. It just his head explodes. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, like I said, the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, uh, defeated the Atl- the Seattle Seahawks in an upset uh, 17-12, to and Colt McCoy threw for a scintillating, scintillating, 105 yards passing, more than Cam Newton. Got
1: to love these low passing totals. Oh, eh?
0: Like It's garbage. It's actual, like, goddamn. Good lord
1: yeah it's
0: brutal yeah so okay so we already did the jets game let me move on here i want to look at this one okay so this is another one i'm just pulling up the stats as we talk through some of these games we don't need to cover all the games but i do want to talk about a few of these because they make me laugh yeah for sure C- congratulations to baker mayfield and actually looking like an nfl quarterback this time around they did barely the first scrape by. The yeah, first they did barely scrape by the tennessee titans but there's two notable things in here number one Baker Mayfield, with that, with that first half, threw for 334 yards and four touchdowns. So basically, he threw for more yards than Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, and Colt McCoy combined. Wow. Woo! And more wow. touchdown passes than all three combined. Woo! And he's still playing like crap for most of the year. Woo? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And they scored 41 points and barely scraped by the Titans uh, who scored 35. So six point victory, Uh, but the Cleveland Browns are nine and three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they look playoff bound this year's
0: this year's so weird.
1: It is, man. the more, the more you think of it, right. And the more, you know, we talk about it, the more it's like, I don't know. Like, I think I know who's like really good. Like, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that. Kansas City is is really good, I think, until they get beat by Denver today, but, you know, later tonight. But, uh, you know, the Saints look – I mean, the fact they've gone 3-0 and with Taysom Hill at quarterback, like, their defense is playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. They allow, they've allowed one touchdown in the last, like, four games. You know, that's impressive, uh, which may actually put them over the top. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, the Saints love finding ways to, like – Really crush your soul, soul-crushing losses in the playoffs. So you know, there's still that.
0: That is the thing, yeah.
1: All right, uh, Pittsburgh's you know undefeated, but somehow not convincing.
0: No, not all. You know,
1: like it's it's weird, right? But apart from those teams, like I, like the thing is, I still think it's extremely feasible that Green Bay winds up with the number one seed in the NFC. But I'm also like, I don't know what Green Bay is. Like I know Aaron Rodgers is good, right? And I know um, Devontae Adams is good, and they're—I can't remember his name—is me right now. The running back, Jones, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Like he's good. So they're—they have three good players. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what the rest of the team is. They're. Um, Tell me, Carlos, you're the fan of Green Bay. What are they? They're um, they're warm bodies that wear jerseys and uniforms. Is this team all smoke and mirrors? Oh, this is just smoking beers for about three years <laughs> uh, that that's why i laugh it's like it's like i i can't get excited about this I, it's like i'm watching these guys play and i'm like i literally went with the plus nine because i go i i could see i can see i can All see right. the eagles hanging in there it's like but carson Wentz is playing like shit. yeah and they may have to put in Jalen hurts yeah and they're oh. in that garbage division yeah
1: also on a side note uh because reasons and don't worry because obviously this isn't going to much matter when people actually listen to this podcast, but currently with into the second quarter, the Broncos and the chiefs are tied. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm about to cover a game here now. So we're going to talk about this one. This was a game where, um, where Jacksonville. So I'm going to cut. So let's say based on the schedule, I'm looking here. I think there's two more games here that I want to talk about. So let's talk about these two. And then we'll talk briefly about the Denver, Kansas city, and then we'll talk about the ones that are upcoming. Okay. Okay. So this one I enjoyed as well. So the uh, the Minnesota Vikings barely scraped by past the one in eleven now Jacksonville Jaguars, and this was a critical critical situation because you see, had the Jets actually found a way to win a game and not give up a forty six yard pass with five seconds left, had they done that, they would have had one victory on the season, and suddenly the Jacksonville Jaguars are under pressure because could you imagine if they had won this game? And that's what causes them to lose out on the number one overall draft pick.
1: Heaven forbid.
0: The tank was in jeopardy. There were two tanks in jeopardy,
1: which is pretty serious business.
0: Dude, for these teams, the tank is the only thing left. But (coughs) the Jacksonville Jaguars did make a game out of it. They did manage to scrape by to get into overtime and they did lose to the Vikings on a field goal in overtime, barely barely being defeated. But a decent attempt attempt. Being keyword for the sure. 111 Jacksonville Jaguars was, uh, you know, the efforts of Mike Lennon, who was 28 for 42 for 280 yards, who also threw those three quarterbacks I mentioned earlier. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Once
1: more for the people in the back.
0: Mike Glennon. Indeed. They're a 111 team and they barely scrape by to win that. Like, okay, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, uh huh. I also,
1: again, I don't know. What, like, I know Minnesota's not that good, but but I'm not 100 percent sure what, because they they sometimes they look good, and then sometimes there's today.
0: Oh, dear heavenly lord! Oh my goodness! Just looking at this other one here, amazing. Okay, so the uh, Bengals uh, played the Miami Dolphins. This is actually not the one I was going to cover, but I I just had I had now now I'm fascinated by these stats. I'm just looking at them and I'm like. What other garbage quarterbacks through the New England Patriots uh, quarterback core? I just wanted to like, I have to know. Like, what other garbage quarterbacks? Okay, so the Bengals had three uh, three players throw passes in that game, including mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, uh, Ryan Finley, and Brandon Allen. So Brandon Allen was the uh, was the biggest contributor. He did throw for a touchdown pass and interception. He also threw eleven of nineteen uh, for one hundred fifty three yards. So he did out throw most both of the New England starters. Yep. So that's, uh, that's pretty great. Uh, Tua threw for 296 yards and a touchdown uh, on 26-39 passing, but they scored a total of 19 points. But the Miami Dolphins are 8-4 because reasons.
1: Yep. I don't man. I, I don't know what to say. Like, it, it's NFL. It's weird. And yeah. Could you
0: imagine if we tried to play the pool this year?
1: I'm so glad we didn't.
0: Yeah, like, like. I don't even know what to say at that point. It's like, we we would need to get haircuts. We'd we'd rip our own hair out. It'd be ridiculous.
1: No, I, I, I'm glad I don't have, well, I theoretically maybe have, uh, 10 bucks invested in this, in my fantasy league right now, which has gone to shit too. All of a sudden it was like, it I was great. And then I've lost three weeks in a row about to be four. It sounds like, right. When, you know, everyone continually vastly underperforms where they're expected to. And the team that I play, Fastly overperforms. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm scheduled to get like ninety points, let's say, mm-hmm. and when I last checked, the person I'm playing already had ninety one, and they're scheduled to get like one hundred and thirty. It's like what, the, what, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the like, you look at the list of players, and you look at the list of the players. You're like, this, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But anyway,
0: NFL football in twenty twenty, everybody.
1: Shall we move on to to the games that have not yet been played?
0: We will, but I need to cover one more. So the Jets one was fun. I enjoyed that. I got a kick out of it. This one was also fun because the Colts were taking on the Houston Texans. And the Houston Texans were driving down the field with the opportunity to take the lead and claim victory. Like, they were actually right there. They were headed in that direction. And it could have been real interesting. So they were driving down, driving down, driving down. And they had made it to the Indianapolis 7. They were at the 7 with a minute 28 left. Okay? Plenty of time. They're down by six. They can make this happen. They can score this touchdown, tie this game in an extra point. They're ahead. And mm-hmm. then it's on Phillip Rivers to make the comeback. But you know why they didn't have to? They didn't have to because they fumbled at the seven. They botched the snap and fumbled at the seven. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> of course they did.
1: Of course they did.
0: I was like, really? This is where red zone is like my godsend right now. Because then they, they put it over to it. And I just said they're like, the Jets one had me like but then the but then the Texan one had me like I was like I don't even know. First I cackled and then I and then I cringed in horror and then I cackled again. And then I recovered myself and cackled some more. As you do. Fumble at the seven. Wow. With a minute twenty eight left. There's no reason. <laughs>
1: oh Indy recovered
0: and goodness. ran out the clock.
1: Fantastic.
0: I, 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 I just felt I needed to give you that little play-by-play at the, at the conclusion of the game. And I appreciate that. So good. All right, here we go. Let's do these games that remain. Here we go. Okay, so first, obviously, Denver and Kansas City are playing. They're in the second quarter. They're tied at three right now. A scintillating game, no doubt. Okay, cool. What else we got? We have uh, two Monday nighters. We'll do on a Monday afternooner and a Monday nighter. So 5 p.m. Eastern time, we have the Washington football team. Literally called the Washington football team, taking on the vaunted the class of football, the 11 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Like, does Pittsburgh kind of feel like to you that it's like they're gonna go 16 and 0 and then like get blown out in the first playoff game? That's kind of how they feel it is, feels to me. I don't this, I don't know why. It just does. Um this,
0: this Pittsburgh team, I'll give an actual comparison. This Pittsburgh team. Feels like the year after the Packers won the Super Bowl, and then they went fifteen and one. Except this team is like worse in every way. So it's like that, but they're worse. Yeah. So don't be surprised if they go fourteen and two or fifteen and one, and you're like, "So who do they get in the playoffs?" It's like, well, they get a first round bye, so it doesn't matter who they're playing first. Can I put all my money on them? That's that's kind of what it feels like to me.
1: And then they've had a like a, not, they've had a, a DB and I don't know their names unfortunately, but a DB and a linebacker have gone down with season-ending ACL injuries as well.
0: Yeah, that's just weird. Like Pittsburgh should win that game. Washington's kind of garbage, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like for the betterment of us all, I really want Washington to win this game.
1: Well, for sure, I do because I, I want do. because I want
0: the stupid division to keep going because that'll take them to five and seven. And that'll put them them another game clear of Dallas, which we'll talk about in a second. And then just keep this uh, silly train rolling. Because the Eagles are playing their way out of this thing. And the Giants won a game, so woo. Yeah. I think with that win, the Giants have five. I want to say five wins. Yes, they're five and seven. So right now, I guess the Giants are in the driver's seat in the division. Wow. With Colt McCoy. Wow. Right. 103 yards colt mccoy yeah. i like it i like it a lot this this division's stupid can we relegate an entire division <laughs> can we just please
1: relegate yeah, can, we br- the- can we bring in the soccer style relegation to the nfl please
0: but i need to relegate an entire division like all of y'all are out of here gone leave my lands At this stage even I at this stage I'll relegate them and I'll take the I'll take the Western Division of the CFL. I don't even want them, but like fine, we'll take them. Even Saskatchewan, sure, even Saskatchewan, why not? Whatever. It's not like it'd be worse than this trash.
1: It's so true.
0: With God. All right. So, second Monday nighter. The actual Monday nighter is your Buffalo Bills taking on the 5 and 6 San Francisco Giants.
1: So, sorry, how did sorry, they, become, why sorry, they become how did they become my uh Buffalo
0: Bills? They got to be somebody's
1: uh, fair enough. Hey, you know what? Uh, Josh Allen for the win, man. Uh, they're eight and three could be going nine and three. Uh, I don't, you know, it's in San Francisco. Well, no, it isn't right. Uh, it's, the,
0: the second team playing is the home team, isn't it?
1: No, but, but San Francisco is not allowed to play at their home stadium mm. because oh, of are playing like,
0: in Glendale Yeah,
1: because of COVID rules. So it's wow. a neutral site game.
0: Wow. That's, that's critical right there. That's, that's going to make a big difference. Also note that I said San Francisco Giants, because I just decided to really get to San Francisco. <laughs> ah! It's fine. They can go down too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. What, what bring in, bring in the other team is Buster Posey ready to play yet. Yeah. He can start. He can be quarterback. It'll be great.
1: Right. They're just, uh, just garbage. So I, I, you know what I mean? Like let's go Buffalo or, you know, this game will make me want to shout. How about that, Carlos?
0: Look at you getting the references in. Somebody special. All right, last game on the docket for this week: the always exciting Tuesday night football. We got. I prefer my eight
1: Wednesday eight. afternoon football
0: personally, but indeed, we got the three and eight Dallas Cowboys taking on the six and five Baltimore Ravens, who may actually have a quarterback this time. Lamar, I think, is supposed to actually play in this game, theoretically.
1: He is, he is scheduled to play in this game, yes. Yes, or eligible so. to play in this game, and they expect him to, yes.
0: Yeah. So, um, Baltimore's kind of playing like trash. Even when Lamar was still in there, they're kind of playing like trash.
1: Oh, buddy, but, I think they, Dallas is also trash. Yeah. So, I feel like in the game of you know trash pandas, I feel that the the Trash players from Dallas will be the ones losing this game.
0: You feel their trashiness, trashiness is superior. Correct. Or inferior. I do. Yeah. I guess at least it's Tuesday football, I guess. There you go. So that concludes the NFL slate. You're welcome. Or condolences. Or condolences. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't welcome. know,
1: man. I just don't know. Dude. Dude.
0: The Denver Kansas City game is still tied at three.
1: Fantastic. Cause welcome to NFL 2020, everybody.
0: It's just so bad. It's just so bad. Uh awesome. But yes, that's uh so yeah, that's the NFL slate this time also, around. Also, can I
1: ask you a question? Uh just because I don't know this for a fact, but maybe you do because you know things. Uh is it are they not flexing Sunday night games because of COVID?
0: I would I would suspect that's probably a, because a if you look at the Sunday night
1: schedule for the last little bit and and into the future trash.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not going to start rescheduling games unless they have to All also Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Just because How like, did okay, Denver, COVID.
1: Kansas City become a Sunday night game in the first place? How did NBC go the guys, the, the whoever's making the decision NBC go? Let's see. OK, week, uh, whatever week, week 14, week Some 13 uh we want mm, that one uh but sir that says uh denver and kansas city correct i get the kansas city part but uh it's denver yep we're gonna go with it
0: well drew Locke was supposed to be playing like they actually like they're they'll take the young quarterback and be like okay well let's see if this kid's any good and of course kansas city generally generally is is good so, my belief is that they would, that originally they were thinking, okay, we'll get the young quarterback against, you know, Mahomes, who's still a young quarterback, of course, but obviously a good young quarterback. And then the other one is like a questionable uh, young quarterback. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah like, I feel, I, I'm looking at the schedule uh, like ahead of time, right? At the beginning of the year, I would say there are one, two, three, four games. That I feel would be better would have been better choices in this one to put on Sunday night
0: well in all seriousness what would you consider to be a better game from this slate this slate is kind of trash
1: uh bills 49ers
0: debatable remember. 49ers are kind of trash but sure what, no
1: but when they're making the decision right because they would have made that decision like before the start of the year
0: sure but do you actually believe the 49ers are going to play well coming off the Super Bowl hangover
1: uh c- compared to how they're playing yes
0: okay I guess sure
1: uh Cowboys Ravens at, we're getting at the again at the beginning of the right okay. I think would be better uh Ram's Cardinals potentially
0: ram's Cardinals I, I would buy
1: and uh what well, yeah I'm gonna just leave it at that because I feel I could argue some other things but then I, I feel my bias will show so I'll just go with those ones
0: well if we can have Taysom hill
1: but you didn't have you didn't know you are gonna have taste Hill at the beginning I mean we were still thinking hey youngo King
0: it is true. If we had the Ungo King, whew, it would just be Monday night. It'd just be Monday nighters for the rest of the season. You got to show off, You got to show off the real goat, not the faux goat. It's true. I would relegate, you know, Tom Brady to the uh, six a.m. Uh, Sunday game. Do it. Yeah, just like no, This is your slot now. But no one watch. Just stay there. It's exactly. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Can't we send you to London for the entire season? Just stay there. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it yeah giselle and the kids will love it it'll be great
1: exactly so
0: anyway yeah. yeah as we as we were talking i was just i just tuned in briefly to the uh, to the denver game and uh denver just uh peeled off a big run and i think they might be in the red zone here i'm just checking to see where they are
1: Ooh, red zone it's like
0: we might have points oh my god points dare we live the dream oh they are in the red zone oh my god oh my god and they're running the ball again and still in the red zone but barely move the ball and that's your play by play. Woo!
1: Thank you. Uh yeah, so uh we shall see. Anyway, that is the NFL for this week. Uh tune in next week to our podcast to probably find more of the same because NFL.
0: Well, they really uh this is what's been interesting is that we're at the time of the year where it's like, "Yeah, I could I look at other stuff?" Yes. "What would you like me to discuss?" So, how about that WNBA? Feel free. No. I can. Hey, make, man, I can
1: I'm, I'm I'm, not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying the NFL is so wacky and, and nuts, right? Like, that's just, it's just what is what it is.
0: Yeah, but it's also really the only other thing happening. True. Like, like the rest of it's in off-season mode, and they'll get back. Like, like the, don't the, you want to know
1: what the Texans and Bears are going to do next week? Because we'll talk about it. Or, Or, which I feel is probably going to be the best game of next week, Carlos, Cowboys-Bengals.
0: Ooh, or
1: will the Seahawks lose to the other team from New York?
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So all seriousness, let's, let's ask two questions. If let let me ask you this and then we'll, we'll kind of close off on this. All right. Sounds good. If you were to make a wager and Mm -hmm. let's assume one of these things happens, which one do you think is more likely to happen? Okay. Given that they almost actually pulled off a win. Do the Jets go 0-16 or do the Steelers go 16 and 0? Because again, the Jets almost pulled off a win against a legitimate team, and the Steelers are doing this with smoke, mirrors, magic trips, you know, David Copperfield is doing an illusion right now. I it's all happening at the same time, and I actually can't understand why they're winning games.
1: I think the more likely thing to happen is is the Jets going 0 16. Because if they can lose like the way they did today. And ownership has basically said, you know, has basically given the vote of confidence for the rest of the season for the coaching staff, uh, who's, you know, responsible for some of these terrible, like the, you know, the blitz today is one of many avoidable, terrible play calls they've made. Right. Like, you know, we're, we're a shit team. We're not doing anything. Uh, we have a really good offensive lineman that we drafted. We think he's going to turn into a stud, but he's hurt his pectoral. He's kind of feeling it. Uh, let's play him in a nothing game and oh oh he got injured again
0: now does it make it kind of interesting that the Seahawks lost to the to the New York football Giants the Giants of Colt McCoy correct they're playing the Jets next week
1: yeah I don't know man I don't know it's possible but I I I I just I don't know I just can't see it happening I mean it's totally possible it may happen I just I just don't
0: see it yeah i think next week is gonna be fun uh because then the steelers are playing the bills next week also
1: yeah that's the so. sunday nighter next week which should be a good game that should be a good game
0: does that wait does that mean the bills get two consecutive sunday
1: i know uh, the monday nighter and then the sunday nighter
0: oh right sorry it was monday nighter yeah yeah, yeah. okay but so i mean puttimes.
1: that that is potential all right like if the bills win that game i wouldn't be shocked
0: And then we can have them on that Monday night, December the 14th. Get ready for it, everybody. Mark it on your calendars. We get the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yes. Or something like that.
0: Yeah, sure. I have questions. is what I'm trying to say. I have questions. This is fair. (sighs) Yeah. And the Packers are taking on the Lions. I'm like, oh, oh. Ooh. I kind of want to look at that line again. <laughs> like in advance, can you show me that what that line looks like just out of curiosity? Like I, I I'm just not a believer in the Packers. They just look so weird and out of whack. Yeah. Like even in this game, it's like, yeah, you won. You needed you needed a late touchdown and some weirdness late and uh, in the end it worked out. Mm-hmm. I actually legitimately thought the, the Eagles were gonna steal. I was I was sitting there going like they could totally get a garbage time touchdown. Do it, Jalen Hurts. Do it, get the garbage time touchdown. I believe in you. And they almost did. But then he threw the pick. And I was like, well, Man. we tried. Well, we exactly. tried.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Anyway, the important thing is that we learned one, ver- is that we reestablished one important thing. The NFL schedule is messed up. This season is weird. This year is weird. We probably need to get out of it in order to move on from this. And the most important thing, the key to all of this, when we think back all the way to the beginning of the podcast when we talked about the MLB, is these words I want to leave you all with. See what that says?
1: Everything they do is a cash grab. Hashtag capitalism. That, yes. That's never
0: not going to work. No, it always works. Well, also this.
1: Dear God, why? Yes. Well, that's, that's yes. Considering that one originated on this podcast, I feel it's a little better.
0: Yeah. It, well, you know, I don't want to abuse, dear God, why? Because it fits in so many situations.
1: It's true. It pretty much fits in every situation. Most
0: of that NFL slate was, dear God, why? Most of it. Like, I could have just left it And next and- week, too. And probably the week after that, I can literally just left it on there. It's like, what does Dear God, why mean? We're going to talk about the NFL slate now. We literally, you know, you know, we're going to have
1: playoff match matchups. and we're going to be like,
0: what? How the hell did this become a thing? Listen, I look forward in this year, it's in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty. I look forward to your future Super Bowl champions. I'm calling for it now, Washington Football Team. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still technically in play, Dave.
1: Congratulations, football team.
0: Dude, that would be like the greatest sports moment of all
1: time. It, It would be. You know what? I mean, honestly, if your team can't win it, right? You know you want the Packers to win. We know I want the Saints to win. But if it can't be our team, why not? Because it's just the most 2020 thing that could possibly happen.
0: Could you imagine Roger And Goodell it's in and, play. It is in play. Could you imagine Roger Goodell literally having to award the Super Bowl trophy to Washington football team?
1: And I, having that, to utter the words, Washington a, football team. You know? It would be great.
0: And then at that point, what happens right after that is that literally everybody's like, so do you guys have a team nickname next year? Absolutely not. We are not ruining. Now commences the dynasty of football teams
1: yeah you can't you can't you know you can't mess, you can't with, mess that. with that
0: if you win the championship as football team you're staying football team that is now your name
1: it have to it has to be
0: yeah for all time that's it love it anyway so uh or if you do I will say I will say the, the spiel here at the end anyway. So you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts of choice. I'll get the audio up in short order. I think uh, this one doesn't require any editing, so it's going to go up. Otherwise, it's on the YouTube channel, Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast, uh, where you get to see like our look of abject horror as we went through most of this slate. And really, there was a lot of looks of abject horror and perplexion and horror. Did I mention horror? Yeah. The horror. The horror. Close, yeah. Very close to that. Yeah. But anyway, so that's where the PlayStation should get it. So that'll be it for this week. We have gotten through 75 episodes, three quarters of the way to 100. Woohoo! I can only hope that somehow, before we get to episode 100, because mathematically it would totally happen, somehow I will be able to come on this podcast and be able to say, like the overrated Dallas fans, how about that football team? That's all I want. I just want to be able to lead in with how about that football team, start the music and we go. Would you would you prefer that to Green Bay winning? Be honest. Oh, at this stage in 2020? Probably. Yeah. OK. <laughs> all right. Yeah, like do you have any idea of the, the amount of like comedic joy? The, the Green Bay Packers not winning the Super Bowl. Yet. The Green Bay Packers are like, you know, like five percent less likely to win the Super Bowl than the Saints. Uh, like not going to happen. No. All right. Yeah. Like. I'm sure if the Green Bay Packers had, you know, the vaunted offense of like the young go king who doesn't get to play in Taysom Hill, you know, maybe that would work because then we could use Taysom Hill as a running back, wide receiver, um, groundskeeper, something. I'm sure he does that too. But if we had the young go king, well, I told you, you guys put in the young go king, Super Bowl is assured first super bowl in franchise history this could be it right now oh carlos could happen think about it all right guys so that's it for us we will catch you in the next episode of the unnecessary nonsense podcast cheer on that football team we need this to happen in 2020 this is not what we need this is what we deserve
1: yes so true so true
0: indeed talk to you all later